Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. of the daily scandal i went to do my original intro for manifest daily if you're not hip manifest daily is my other podcast it's a spiritual and lifestyle podcast so i have this intro that i love to do for that show and i literally was about to do that for you guys and i said wait a second wait a second this is not the manifest daily audience this is the daily scandal audience so i had to had to shift, shift myself there a little bit. But welcome, my loves, and welcome back. This is episode two of The Daily Scandal. And today we're talking about something that I am just genuinely like perplexed by, okay? Let me tell you something right now. First of all, I am still trying to find my voice, if you will, with The Daily Scandal. Manifest Daily, if you are familiar with that podcast, it's very much like spirituality, lifestyle, but I talk a lot about my life. I talk a lot about different spiritual experiences I'm going through, personal development, growth, just me, my life evolution, right? All all of those good things. But with that podcast, it's so much easier for me to sit down and riff and just go off of what is coming to mind, right? I typically start planning those episodes with an idea of what I want to talk about. But when I sit down to record, I can really allow myself to be free and kind of say whatever that comes to mind. And that's how the episodes, I think, come out to be so good. But with The Daily Scandal, obviously here we're talking more true crime. We're talking about cons. We're talking about scandals. We're talking about people, you know, duping people, things like that. But with that obviously comes needing to do research, figure out people's names, figure out um, just different information that has to do with the specific cases that we're talking about. Now, that being said, it requires, like I said, more research up front, but it also requires more of a scripted episode. And I think that's where I am struggling with, or what I'm struggling with rather, is trying to find that beautiful balance between bringing you guys information in a scripted way, obviously because these cases have names and dates and whatever, but also talking about these in a way where it feels super authentic to me and where I'm allowing my voice to shine. So If you've made it to episode two, the vibes are probably going to be a little different than episode one because I did not write out a script for this episode. Instead, what I did was I sat down 
and I wrote out some notes. And I think the reason why it will work with this particular episode in this case, if you will, that we're going to talk about is because it is not a court case yet. <laughs> okay, I say yet because, well, listen, y'all gonna hear why it's not a court case yet. But um, that being said, I really hope you guys enjoy this new podcast. I hope you're enjoying the episodes. Of course, find me on Instagram at The Manifest Daily. Leave me any feedback via DMs. Let me know what you think. And of course, if you are enjoying these episodes, if you are supportive of me and my journey with Manifest Daily, The Daily Scandal, and the daily brand in general, please feel free to leave me a five-star review on this show. It is a new show, so reviews go such a long way, and I'm so, so grateful for them. So let's go ahead and get into today's conversation. So today we're talking about pink sauce, and (laughs) y'all... If you are on TikTok, I feel like I hope this conversation has not died down by the time y'all hear this episode because this right now is hot. Okay, it is hot. Everybody and their mother talking about some pink sauce. And when I saw that, I was like, wait, y'all talking about the vodka sauce with the cream? Nah, baby, we talking about a different type of pink sauce. So if you are not hip, let's get into what pink sauce is and why this is messy, very, very messy, and why I say it's not a court case yet (laughs) okay yet emphasis on the not yet so there's a chef on instagram her name is chef carly p i believe p pie it's two eyes i think she said p in one episode or episode girl i think she said p in a tiktok video so i'm gonna call it call her chef carly p i'm gonna just call her chef carly keep things simple period so she's a tiktoker but she is i mean i feel like tiktoker might be very reductive is that the word i don't want to reduce her chef abilities or her chef career. So she is a Miami-based chef, private chef, and she has a TikTok account. And she had these videos that went up in June where she was talking about this mysterious concoction, this mysterious sauce that she created called pink sauce. And she literally was showing these videos where she was taking this pink sauce, y'all, and she was slathering this pink sauce on everything. She's talking about some fries, pink sauce. She's talking about some chicken wings, pink sauce. She's talking about some hash browns. I don't know, pink sauce, okay? It was pink sauce on everything for for Chef Carly because she was really like talking about how this sauce that she made was really smacking. It was really hitting for her, right? The weird thing though is, and I'm gonna get into like all the weird things about this pink sauce, but one of the things that people were starting to see is like, girl, why the shade of pink different in every video you do? Like in one video, it's like a light pink. Another video is giving very much magenta. Like the pink sauce was giving different shades of pink. Obviously all pink with different shades of pink. So I went on the website, I was doing my little research and I was trying to figure out like, okay, what is this sauce? How did this start? She's been covered so far in a bunch of different media outlets, which is insane. And it's crazy how this pink sauce situation is blowing up. But I went to her website and her website was linked through a BuzzFeed article that I was reading about how pink sauce came to be. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Because the website itself for me, already when I went to the website, I was getting very much like unprofessional. And I think there's something to be said about small businesses and when you're starting scrappy and when you're starting small and when you're trying to like get your business off the ground and you're really just putting your stuff out there. I think that to expect like the highest quality photos, 
the highest quality website from a small business, it's a lot, right? It's a lot of pressure, especially again, when you are bootstrapping your business from the get. But y'all, not me going on the website and looking at this pink sauce product and I scroll to the bottom and I see a, a product template page holder. Like y'all know when you're building a Shopify site, if you've never built a website on Shopify or a website in general, you can start with these templates and essentially the templates have these placeholders. So it'll be like a placeholder where it'll be like, put photo here, put title here. And then it has the lorem ipsum text. So that's basically the very like random text that's in the box. That is a placeholder for you to write, you know, a product description or whatever else you want to put there. I scroll to the bottom of this, this pink sauce page, product page. I'm seeing the placeholders for the, for the website. I'm like, girl, I think you missed the spot. I think you very well missed a spot, but I mean, that is, that's something where me as a consumer and a customer, like I'm very much detail oriented. So if I'm going to purchase something from a small business, again, I understand you're scrappy. You're doing it at home. You're, you're basically doing everything for yourself. Your sales, your marketing, your photographer, your mixologist, you're doing everything yourself. But like, I feel like that was very much a, a huge detail to miss. It wasn't just a little typo, which, you know, we don't get into that, but it was very much like a huge part of the page was like giving unfinished, um, no cares given type of thing. So this pink sauce is retailing for $20 a bottle, $20 a bottle. Okay. I love me some luxury food items. Okay. But it's giving a whole foods, whole paycheck. And I don't even think I've ever seen a sauce at Whole Foods for some $20. Like, what? Then again, maybe I wasn't looking in the right aisles. I wasn't looking in the luxury sesame oil aisle, perhaps. But I have never in my life seen a sauce, a condiment, being sold for some $20. Uh, especially one that is homemade. And not to, again, degrade the nature of a homemade product. Because a lot of us, we know that when you're buying something that's been made by someone a handcrafted product, you are not just paying, you know, for the product, you're paying for the person to be able to pay for themselves. You're paying for that person to be able to pay for their website and their email marketing and their products and their labels and all of these different things, the shipping, like everything is going into this. So I understand when homemade products and small businesses charge a premium price for their product, but $20 a bottle for some sauce that's magenta in, in one picture and light pink in another, oh baby, it's giving inconsistency. So the pink sauce claims to contain honey, dragon fruit, sunflower oil, chili, and garlic. In this picture, it has other ingredients that are listed on the ingredient label, but she has this picture on the pink sauce product page that talks about these ingredients being highlighted in the actual sauce itself. Now, despite the fact that the ingredients say honey, dragon fruit, sunflower oil, yada, yada, people on TikTok are describing the taste to be very, very similar to a ranch dressing. However, a sweet ranch dressing. I've seen so many different videos where people are like, I don't know what this tastes like. And they're tasting it over and over. And they're like, the closest thing I can give y'all as a descriptor of the taste is a ranch dressing, but a sweet ranch dressing. There's even a video I've seen where someone literally takes a screenshot of the video of Chef Carly making the sauce and they show that in the bottom right corner, 
there is something in um, what appears to be like a blender, but it looks like a mayonnaise or it looks like a ranch because it's this white creamy concoction. And they're saying, if you look at the ingredient list of what the pink sauce is supposed to contain, there is nothing on the label that that should ever resemble a mayo or ever resemble a ranch. So they're like, what is this sauce that's off to the side that appears to be part of the ingredients that's not necessarily linked in the original ingredient list. So essentially there's a lot of speculation around whether or not Chef Carly is actually using the ingredients that she stated or if she is using something else. Now, we don't know, right? She is saying and she's confirming that these are the ingredients. However, we don't really know. Like, we really don't know because, again, this is a product made privately. Um, she also, in one article, mentions that she's making this in a commercial facility, like a commercial kitchen versus in her home. However, the videos kind of make it unclear if it is a commercial facility or if it is like a private home kitchen. Another issue that has come up is the whole serving size on the bottle and like the calories and everything like that. So the ingredient list or the nutrition facts label actually says that this bottle contains 444 servings per bottle, which when I first saw that, I literally rolled my eyes, y'all. I rolled them so, so far in the back of my head. I think that the numbers for me, I don't know why my immediate thought was she is very much trying to play into angel numbers and putting an angel number on a bottle. I mean, again, I could just be speculating and I can just be assuming absolutely incorrectly, but that's kind of my first thought when I saw that. When I first started making content in the spiritual industry, one of the things that I would often see is that people who were selling a product would put angel numbers as their prices. I even found myself playing into the same thing. So I'm not afraid and ashamed to call myself out either and to be like, oh yeah, I did. And I, I think I still have a product on my site placed at or priced at like 333, not 333, girl, at $33.33. 33 or maybe I just changed it to $33. I'm not even sure. But I, I did see a lot of that when I entered this industry, when I saw that people were kind of like using you know, price as a way to be like, okay, let me tap into the angel numbers, you know, fandom. And let me tap into the fact that people really appreciate and love angel numbers. And let me price my product specifically at an angel number that is supposed to represent luck or represent abundance or represent whatever, so that people are a little bit more enticed to purchase it. Now, I don't know if this was her reasoning for putting the 444 servings on the container because I, you know, again, might actually contain 444 servings. I am not sure. However, my first thought when I saw that was, oh, it's giving very much trying to appeal to spiritual girlies out there and tap it and have them tap into this pink sauce and think that their guides are pushing them to get pink sauce. Now, I'm also not a food chemist. I mean, as you can probably assume by everything I've already said and by the fact that I have never once stated I'm a food chemist, if that's even a thing. However, another thing that I thought was like super, super weird, and I also saw this called out in a TikTok video, was that one serving of the pink sauce is supposed to contain one gram of fat, which I thought was like really, really weird because I feel like with sauces, especially sauces that have an oil base, like they're a little bit more fatty, especially because oil obviously is very fatty. So I looked it up. I did me like a little Google, you know, click clack on the computer, whatever. And I saw that one gram, wait, was it one gram? No kidding. One tablespoon 
of sunflower seed oil, which is the main oil, the only oil in the pink sauce, contains 14 grams of fat per tablespoon. In the video I saw when she was making some of the pink sauce, girl, it was way more than one tablespoon of sauce going into this bottle. This bottle was giving very much oil, okay? It was giving, put the how much oil you want in there. Yes, yes. So when I saw that, I was like, how how a whole serving gonna have only about one gram of fat in it? That I don't know. You know, again, not a chemist, not a chemist, but yeah. Another thing, if we're gonna talk about the label a little bit more, is that people have pointed out multiple times the spelling errors in the label. The one spelling error that really jumped out at me personally was the misspelling of vinegar. I think, again, when you are a small business and you are making everything from scratch from home, I almost feel like you have to do more to really make sure that you are very, very vigilant about your product. Already, you are going out there to compete with the big boys, okay? You, as much as you want to be like my competition, if you will, as other small businesses, no, like you're putting yourself out there and people are going to be looking at you. They're going to be saying, okay, do I want the Bath and Body Works candles or do I want DeAndre's candles? Y'all know I used to sell candles or maybe you don't, but I used to sell candles on Etsy. If someone is looking to purchase between a Bath and Body Works candles or a private homemade candle, what is going to push them to choose your candle over the tried and true body Bath and Body Works candle that they know going to smell good, that they know, you know, got the flannel and the sweater weather and all the scents they love and enjoy, right? And some people, yes, they're more vigilant about things like the chemicals and the dyes that are used in those things. But if you were just kind of a regular person, like I don't really care too, too much about that, or I don't burn candles too, too often to really like want to emphasize that part of the candle buying process. I just want something that smells good. Like what is going to push someone to choose your product over the big boys? And at the end of the day, it comes down to your marketing, your packaging, the little notes that you can write someone, a heartfelt note that Bath and Body Works people, they can't do that. Girl, they shipping them candles out so fast. They don't have time to write you a little note. They don't have time to thank you for your purchase. So when you are a small business, focusing on the details is so important because that is what is going to keep your customers coming back. That and your customer service, you have to be able to go above and beyond to provide for the people who are choosing to invest in you and your small business. And when we look at this, you know, and we say, oh, she misspelled vinegar. Like, okay, yeah, she misspelled vinegar. Like, what's the big deal? The big deal is that if there was a misspelling on the food label, there was already an issue with the the mixing up of the grams and the serving size on the label, which was fixed. But then when the label was fixed, vinegar was still misspelled. If that is happening, what else is happening behind the scenes? Are you measuring your ingredients? Because the color keeps changing. So that makes me think, are you measuring your ingredients accurately every single time? Is there quality control? Are you taking the time to make sure that you're following some sort of protocol, some sort of replicable workflow with your product to ensure that bottle one is the same quality as bottle 100? And when someone is misspelling vinegar on the label, when there's no care or not enough care, rather, I shouldn't say no care because I don't think that's the case, when there's not enough detail being observed when it comes to something like the label, I'm questioning whether or not you're doing the same with other parts of the process. And that's where my concern comes in as a consumer.
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Another thing that's incredibly wild is that when you calculate the calories per bottle, because there are 90 calories per serving, and there are approximately 444 servings per bottle, that equals out to 39,960 calories per bottle, which is insane. Can we, can we sit with that? Like, are you, sit with that. Sit with that for a second. I went to my fridge and girl, one thing about me, I don't love condiments like that, okay? So I have like ketchup in my fridge. I have ketchup and soy sauce, okay? So I go and look at my ketchup. I said, listen, the bottle, you know, kind of similar size or whatever. It's a little bit smaller than what I'm seeing the girlies on TikTok post for pink sauce, but it's kind of similar size. So I looked at my bottle of ketchup. My bottle of ketchup, for reference, has 460 calories per bottle per bottle and the pink sauce is 39,960 calories per bottle imagine you done ate all the pink sauce that week because you loving the pink sauce so much girl you know what what so but then how with like one gram of fat per serving like no sense made no sense made another thing that people are calling out like crazy on these videos is the fact that the ingredients contain milk, but there are no preservatives in the bottle. Considering the fact that we are literally in summer and you're shipping these bottles in the middle of a very, very warm summer, many different states going through heat waves right now, including my state, this seems to be a lawsuit waiting to happen because obviously milk needs cold milk needs to be refrigerated milk cannot sit in warm weather out and about going through four or five days of shipping and not spoil and i believe that if i'm being sold a product for 20 dollars and i'm being charged shipping on top of that i would expect proper insulation i get HelloFresh, as you guys know they actually sponsor my other podcast the manifest daily and Whenever I get a HelloFresh box in the mail, that box comes with a bunch of ice protection. I remember there was one day 
I actually went out for a little bit and I completely forgot my HelloFresh was coming that day. So my HelloFresh was delivered. I came back home. It had been like four or five hours that I was out that my box was sitting outside in the hundred degree Texas heat. And when I opened the box, my food inside was still cold. And you know why? Because it was shipped with ice in the actual container. So my shrimp, my fish, my vegetables, my pasta, they weren't spoiled, even though they had spent all that time sitting in the heat because they were proper insulin in the box and I feel like if I'm ordering a product for $20 and I am waiting for that to come to my house and I'm investing in your business as a consumer I would expect that my end product at the very least be like properly insulated so that I receive my product without you know without it being spoiled People online are receiving packages that are exploding. The bottles have exploded due to the heat, rancid product, just an overall mess due to the heat and due to the fact that this is also liquid and the packages haven't been shipped properly to accommodate the fact that it is a liquid. Selling food from your house is not illegal, okay? I've actually seen a couple of videos where people are like, is this even a thing? Like, can you buy something? People sell food all the time, right? We, we know people are selling plates and things like that. Like, so selling food from your home is actually not illegal which I have some mixed thoughts on that as a person but according to smallbusiness.com most states have now found a middle ground when it comes to selling food from home passing what is known as the cottage food laws and these basically allow entrepreneurial cooks to sell food from their home under specifically defined conditions the article also goes on to state that the cottage food laws typically restrict the sales to foods that are considered non-hazardous low risk for foodborne illnesses so these would include things like baked goods breads cookies jellies jams like things like that where your risk of getting salmonella for example from a cookie is like pretty low because it's already been baked the egg has been cooked but if a food requires specific refrigeration freezing things like that it's probably not allowed under the cottage food laws but you do have to check with your state and your state department of health for specific like laws that you need to follow now this recipe like i said according to the ingredients list contains milk and milk is actually a really high risk food for foodborne illnesses according to the cdc raw milk can carry harmful bacteria and other germs that can make you very sick or kill you while it's possible to get foodborne illnesses from many different foods raw milk is actually the riskiest of them all Additionally, a kitchen inspection isn't always required with the cottage food laws. So even if you're selling from home, like I know we have all these regulations and things like that, but you may not necessarily need your food home or your food like area where you're preparing these foods to be inspected. However, you are required to let people know that this food was made in a facility in a kitchen where it was not inspected under state law. So essentially putting the responsibility on the buyer to be like, hey, this was made in my house or this was made in a not inspected kitchen. But if you still want to buy it, like, cool, 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 cool. If something happens to you, like you disclaimer, you knew like you knew what you were doing. Right. I personally find that the food laws in the United States are a bit too lenient. We know that huge corporations are allowed to put dyes into our food, put in random ingredients that can either make us sick, 
make us diseased or just make our bodies not function as well as they could or as well as they're supposed to. Other countries have way more stricter laws when it comes to the food and the ingredients that corporations can use. You'll notice that if you are comparing something like a Coke in the United States versus a Coke in Canada or in Europe, that the ingredients are so different and that's because these other countries have more strict regulations in terms of the harmful ingredients that can go into foods and in terms of the amount of the ingredients that can go into foods. Another thing to note with the cottage food laws is that there are specific limitations around your sales. So each state limits how much you can sell. So essentially, if you're in a specific state, maybe um, I think for one of them I saw like the limit was 50,000 a year in sales. So if you hit 50,000 a year in sales for your homemade goods, like that's the limit for you. Now, I don't know how much of the pink sauce has been sold, but because this has gone viral, I even saw one video where Chef Carly was talking about how they were shipping out a thousand bottles in a specific week. I would assume or guess that they are getting close, if not close to the allowable sales for her specific state. She had under a thousand followers before she blew up, but now she has over 80,000 at the time I'm recording it. And I'm sure when this episode finally goes live on August 4th, she's going to have even more followers than that because this is going insane. Like pink sauce has taken the internet by storm. Now, as I said earlier, I do think that it's really good to take a chance on yourself and to take a chance on starting a business. When Chef Carly was doing one of her articles, she did explain that she essentially started, she put her product out there. This was something that she was using with her clients or making rather for her clients. She put it out there and she didn't really expect it to blow up in the way that it did, but it did. And like a lot of smart business people, she is capitalizing on the momentum. She's put it, she put up a website. She's selling this pink sauce. She's moving quickly. And I do you think in a business world you have to be able to adapt and move quickly especially when people are demanding your product and when they want it and when you have this much publicity around it hello like all like when I tell you I looked at pink sauce it was so many different articles and interviews with this woman because people are fascinated right and if you think about it you know they say that um bad attention is still attention when it comes to business like even if you're buying the pink sauce to roast it or to like talk trash about it on a tiktok video guess what you still bought it for 20 dollars. so it doesn't really matter to chef carly whether or not you bought it to talk shit or whether or not you bought it because you actually genuinely want to try it like 20 bucks a sale is a sale is a sale so i do think there's something to be said about her scrappiness about her innovative or oh my god I cannot talk innovation innovation oh my gosh but I do think there's something to be said about that and about the way she is really just like pushing this out there reposting reviews like picking up with the conversation however I will say that at the end of the day this is still a business so she has to be really careful how she approaches PR how she approaches backlash how she approaches people giving constructive criticism on the things that are problematic with her business so far so she did address the issue where the grams and the serving sizes were mixed up she fixed the label there's a spelling error still that needs to be addressed um there's a current video where she's talking about being in lab testing as we speak now again according to the food laws that we mentioned because milk is one of these ingredients this should not have been going out at all 
in my opinion, and again, according to the law, but since we're here and she's doing the food testing, that is obviously a positive step forward. But I just feel like if you're going to put milk in this, you need to look into what are the proper preservatives and what are the proper methods of shipping if you're going to take that risk with your customers to just chalk it up to I'm just human or just to chalk it up to things are moving quickly and we're trying to adapt. I think it's really irresponsible as a business owner. You are responsible for that product. You are responsible for what you're delivering to people. And if people could get sick, now we haven't, I personally haven't seen any videos where someone's talking about getting sick from this, but I also feel like it's just a matter of time. With the high volume of sales, with the high volume of people interested in this, and with the current issues with the shipping that we have already observed, if they are not fixed, if they are not addressed, we're going to see a lawsuit on our hands. And I will absolutely keep you guys updated if we have any additional updates with the story. If there is a lawsuit, if there is something that happens that we need to update you on, we by we, I mean me. I will come back with another episode, but yeah, I just have to talk about this one. It's an interesting one because it's not yet a court case, but I also think it has everything, all the ingredients for a lawsuit on our hands, but wishing her the best of luck. I think that starting a business is really hard and you can face so much backlash with people, but you have to, like I said, you have to be responsible for the product that you're putting out in the world. And if there is something, you know, that's going out that is either going to make people sick or that is not up to specific um, food standards, industry standards, that is a problem. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. Come follow me on Instagram. Like I said, hit me up. Let me know if you enjoyed uh, this episode and this case, if you will, that we talked about. And if there are any others kind of like this that you want me to discuss and give my thoughts on. But I want to thank you so, so much for being here and listening to The Daily Scandal. Please, again, feel free to leave the podcast a five-star review if you enjoyed this. And if you've enjoyed this so far, we're definitely at the beginning. So I expect these episodes to continue to get better. I want to continue to deliver quality to you guys. And uh, that is my personal goal. But I, again, appreciate you being here, taking the time to listen. And we will chat in the next one. Bye, my loves. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.